It's after hours here at the Sakagapod Studios. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, there it went. It crashed. We did it. <laughs> uh, okay, you re- you're recording me. We'll just... Yeah. We'll go with that. We'll I don't know why. That. Audacity has abandoned us much like God. <laughs> so here we are doing uh, our best. <laughs> Mary Karishimus. <laughs> Merry Christmas, uh, and a happy holiday to me. You're sure this was recording, Lexi? I'm so worried now without audacity seeing my little lines. No, I, 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 I got your, I got you in the OBS. It's okay. It's coming in loud right. and clear. Okay, great. I, it's um, uh, it's it's a brave new world, uh, where I don't have to even record myself, um. But we have the technology. We're here, and we're using it to talk about anime. Uh, what a, what a great use of the technological advancements of the, the of future humanity. is here. The future is here, and we're using it for this. But actually, you know, we're using it for a worse purpose, Lexi, because we're not going to start talking about anime just yet. Because I haven't got to talk about my one. We already said it's the holiday season. You know, follow la la la. Uh, but I haven't got to talk about my Christmas tradition. I was silenced last podcast, but it's time now, Lexi. Yeah, it's time. It's Hallmark Christmas movie season, and you know your boy has been watching every single one that I can get my grubby little hands on. And let me tell you, I've, I've watched several of them, and... It's been a wild year for evolving trends in Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movies. If you keep up with them as I do, yes, our our Hallmark movie co- correspondent Holden King. Yeah, you might. I do it once a year. I get to I get to force all my listeners to talk about all of. Well, I guess you have to listen. Lexi has to talk with me about all the mm-hmm. dumb Hallmark movies I've seen. Two interesting trends that I've seen this year. One. Hallmark movies are woke now, Lexi. I hate to say it, but wokeism has come to our shores. I don't know. I don't know if this is true. Holden, I, okay, okay. Is there is is a very trans Christmas on uh, a, a no, no no? I am I am joking, of course. Um, what I have seen is a uh, a a trend to have a uh they are hallmark christmas movies except they are uh jewish hallmark movies so it's like for hanukkah they're like we did it for christmas we'll do it for hanukkah too people love it's the same thing right mm-hmm. um which is uh funny when they try to do a crossover it's like an avengers movie right because <laughs> they're like we've got we've got the perfect holiday special something for everybody um, and they they do like a crossover event, like oh there's there's Iron Man right, and there's Captain America right here, just uniting to do one big holiday season, uh, and fall in love, huge. 
Um, I watched a very cute uh, Hallmark Christmas. Not okay, when I say Hallmark Christmas movie, by the way, mm-hmm. I don't mean literally from the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, the ones that are from the Hallmark Channel are tight with God, let's say, but not in <laughs> like not in a good way. Yeah, <laughs> like like in a like in a they chastely hold hands sort of way. Mm-hmm. And uh, one that I watched was about a uh, romance author who's writing the worst romance book I've ever seen mm-hmm. or, and heard uh, who falls in love with a small town. Yada, 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 yada. Yeah. Um, I made the joke in the beginning because... Uh, It is, uh, I can just picture somebody in a, like a, they turn on Hulu and like a, some horrible person being like, what's this? A woman in a wheelchair in a Hallmark movie? (laughs) (laughs) And then they, they explode. I know. But let me tell you, that one was a very cute one. If I could remember the name, I'd tell you, but I don't. Um, and then I saw one that became self-aware. It was a self-aware Hallmark movie starring Justin Long. Justin Long, what are you doing in a Hallmark movie? Get out yeah. of there! Um, Get out of there! It, it okay. So it was a it was a Hallmark Christmas movie, self aware to the point it was almost a parody of one, but wasn't. Hmm. Hmm. Justin Long played a folksy small town person with a dog, uh, and he said stuff like that really peels my potatoes. Uh, the whole movie. Uh, and it is, that's, that is, that is such a wild thing to think of Justin Long saying. Yeah, he's not, he's not a, he doesn't have the accent for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's Christmas with the Campbells. Justin, Justin Long has a very coastal vibe to me. He, yes, he is not a, this guy. <laughs> Justin Long is a city slicker to me. It's very funny because the cast of the movie, like it's shot and the script, like the script is, it's shot and scripted like a Hallmark Christmas Mm-hmm. Somebody took, they devoured all of the Hallmark movie tropes and they broke them down. They reconstituted them into this parody, um, which is pretty funny, but also not a better movie than any Hallmark <laughs> movie that I've ever seen. Does that make sense? I suppose, I suppose uh, if you're parodying something, you can't exact. I don't know if you can exceed the quality of something you are attempting to parody. Don't, I think you can, but it's like, it, it's not doing any other jokes besides the writing, right? Mm. It's not doing, it's not doing any jokes with the cinematography. It's not doing any jokes with costuming. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's got some good jokes. Okay. But. But it's just, it's like, okay. It's like here's here's our parody of a soap opera, um, shot like a soap opera, <laughs> costumed like a soap opera, and it's just like the script is joking about soap operas, but it's also just a soap opera script. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So okay, so let's say this 
to me the scale the like scale and quality of like something riffing on a genre of movie is you have the low end scary movie yeah and yeah. At, and at the high end you have scream right it is it is a step above a scary movie it is not quite that self-aware mm-hmm. it's close but it's not it's not absurd right mm-hmm. there so, are moments of absurdity but the whole thing's front to back is not absurd it's not a mishmash of gotcha that, right? gotcha it is its own self-contained story it's not a scream and it because if it was a scream it would just be a like great hallmark movie in and of itself it would just it would just be a really it would just be a good like christmas movie it would like transcend being a hallmark people would put it on at christmas be like ah it's they would forget that it's a it's a parody right Mm -hmm. they'd be like ah i love christmas with the camp Mm -hmm. movies it's so fun you were cutting out a little bit there holden do i still can you hear me yeah yeah Oh, buddy, what is going on with your computer? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear. I can hear I you don't now. Know. Holden, Holden, what the absolute fuck? Can you hear me again now? Okay, yes, I can hear you now. I don't know why it does that. It just cuts. It did it again. It did it again. It did it again. Okay. 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 Can I talk now? Is that okay, Yeti Is... microphone? <laughs> I would say... Oh my fucking god. Is it like switching devices on you? It's like it stops to text... Mm, I don't like that. <laughs> Let's try a different port. Maybe that will work. Yeah, it's like it stops detecting the microphone when it gets in a bad mood or something. Okay. Are you still recording me? I am. I'm still recording you. I probably got all of you cutting out, though. Okay, well, that's so good for our listeners. I'm sure they'll love that. That's a Christmas present to them. (laughs) Uh, This is what we've been dealing with tonight. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is why it's an extra late episode. I'm sure that was really fun and cool, and everybody is going to think it's a super fun, swell time. Anyway, I would say it's a... Cocaine Bear is too extreme, mm-hmm. but it's it's like a dumb version of that, right? Like it's like yeah. a, it's like a we know we all know the the tropes and we're gonna do them at, at you, but the, it's like like the mom and like the parents in that movie are every time you see them they're either having uh kinky like they're getting ready for kinky sex or they're like progressively doing harder drugs (laughs) like every time it like cuts to them going to bed for the night and they're talking about like oh i'm so glad that she's in town and it's like all right honey it's your turn and she like gets out the leather and you're like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) or or like they're sitting there like like in their kerchief and cap right like uh in their beautifully christmas decorated home and she's like anyway you mix the grape drink with the cough syrup and like that's lean and then they're like he's like oh yeah lean (laughs) and it's it's uh 
the the parents in it are uh the guy that plays Norm on Cheers. Oh. Huh. Who is uh his name is George Went. And then the mom is I <laughs> I'm gonna sound uncultured here. Uh but the uh the mom is from uh Drake and Josh. She's the teacher, she's Julia Duffy. Mm. Didn't oh wait. No, I'm I I I was thinking of Miss Krabappel. Different, yeah. Krabappel is yeah, not the same. Anyway, I was tickled. It's a fun watch. You do have to sort of appreciate Hallmark movie. You need to have watched a lot to get the jokes in this one. I think there are jokes that stand by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is having fun with some tropes. <sighs> That's been my corner on Hallmark movies. I've watched many. Um, <laughs> but every time I put on, I put on a Hallmark movie where uh, they both aren't uh, Christian straight and white. I'm like, I'm like, somebody's fucking seething right now, dude. Somebody's <laughs> somebody, somebody in Middle America is having a bad night tonight. Scrolling through their uh, Hulu holiday Christmas movie options. Mm-hmm. Um, but. This is not a Hallmark movie podcast. It it's, could it's, be. It's not even. It's not even really a movie podcast. So we should we get did away. One. We did a couple. So we should get away from Christmas and get in to Carissa Because <laughs> it's she's been th- sitting on that one all night, folks. She's been <laughs> she's been dying to say that one into a microphone. <laughs> she's been hungry for that one. Yep. Uh, it is time for us to visit our buddy Karishima uh, in My Hero Academia. You're listening to a study in Sakuga. I'm your anime Sherlock, Lexi. And I'm anime Watson Holden. And you know what? Lexi, a win is a win. A win is a win. <laughs> a win is a fucking win, okay? This is a dub. <laughs> this one's a dub. Yeah, listen, it... it <laughs> this episode starts off with a with a very weird bang and then like pivots to just being about Karishima for the rest of it and I'm here for it. I'm okay. Real talk and we can get into this. Um but this is just what the season should have been. <laughs> yeah. It, it Right? Sh- like this is the season? Yeah. This would have been so much better. Like Let's have everybody go, like, do their own thing, and we just pivot. And as we pivot through different areas of, like, hero work, we, you know, absorb the plot. We get that sweet plot. Mm-hmm. And, it, like, not everything has to filter through Deku, right? He's not he's not the catalyst of this plot. This is a change in society, right? Yeah. We should, we should follow Class 1A as we're, like doing all these different things, picking up the pieces with the crime syndicate, and then wouldn't that be so satisfying to put them all together? It would be. It would be so... It would... If, like, the other two episodes had, like, larger chunks of, like, Tsu and Uraraka and uh, Kirishima, like, doing other stuff, like, leading up to this this conflagration 
that happens in the second episode. It would be so much more interesting. Yeah! Because this episode, Lexi, fucking slaps. This episode is good as hell. Um, I, I wanted... I, I have been catching up on Jujutsu Kaisen recently, and I just have to say, one of the thoughts that I had recently is like, oh, this is actually doing something that I have been really missing in Hiroako, where it actually utilizes large swaths of its ensemble cast more in more interesting ways. It doesn't always do it quite right, um, but it does, it will give you full episodes uh, and, like, more, uh, more, like, continuous check-ins with side characters and even, like, continues to stay with, like, other groups more often than just focusing on the protagonist. You will have, this, like, two to three episode arcs where you don't even see him. This, I want that so bad for My Hero Academia because there is interesting world building happening in this episode. We actually have cogent points. We have themes in this episode. It's so interesting to see Kirishima have to be confronted with those things. Mm-hmm. Like, and like this is, somebody's fucking cooking here, and they just didn't let them finish. And here's a, here's another thing: we so often like see Kirishima as like a cool dude. Bakugo's a, a friend. Like, uh, uh, he's got his head in the game. He's uh, doing the thing. We actually see some weakness. We see yeah. weakness and depth from Kirishima. And he tries to eat. Okay, we'll get there. We well, let's let's talk about let's talk about the episode. Mm-hmm. We open on a short and pointless fight mm-hmm. that is nonetheless pretty cool. Pretty cool, well yeah. animated. Uh, of of Sue and Uraraka in their hero jobs. Yes, there's a, there are two like giant villains that are like fighting each other, and uh, the group that uh, the hero that Hado is with is on the case, which is uh, Dragoon Hero Ryuku, mm-hmm. uh, which she's got a cool design. Um, but yeah, they do like yeah. a cool combo move to take them out. Um, yeah, it's cool. I wondered so bad if this episode was done in their typical house, like in the house, mm-hmm. because the way Sue and Rarika are introduced, like with the cool splash title card, mm-hmm. is cool, good as hell, and not typically something they've done in the animated like animatics in yeah. previous seasons. Um it it may have been like there is even when anime is being made there is a good deal of outsourcing going on so it may have just been like made elsewhere at least a little bit. I noticed that a lot this episode um there are several other points that I'll get to um but it feels like even in the in the um dub they did not have their uh usual team so Mm. very interested uh i've done no research on this so i could be wrong but we'll get to it um they take these two villains down and dragoon Um, is so impressed 
Ryukyu. That's her name, not yeah. Dragoon. She's Dragoon Hero. She's the Dragoon Hero. Ryukyu. Yes. I'm okay. <laughs> well, anyway, she, <laughs> she is uh, like, wow, that was so impressive. Y'all are, I... <laughs> y'all are doing a great job. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, definitely come to our top secret meeting later. Remember mm-hmm. Night Eye? That's where Deku is studying? Yeah, you're in. I saw you beat up a villain so you can come to the cool big meeting now. Uh, yeah, she's like, hey, since you are part of my staff while you're doing this, uh, this work-study program, basically, uh, you're going to come with me to this uh, meeting later on. What is it about? I'm not going to tell you. It's a secret. <laughs> it's a secret. We're out in public. Uh, and then we, you know, we do the OP, cut the title card. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, no, no. We, before we go to title card, um, Shigaraki is meeting with the yes. uh, the Yakuza group. He's meeting with Overhaul. Yes, the Shie, Shie Hasaikai. Hey, this shit is good. Why are we not doing this all season? Because we're cutting between the two different teams and simultaneously having a relevant and, th- and more importantly, thematically relevant conversation uh between the villains at the same time the heroes are having a related thing happen yeah that's good like uh ryukyu is like hey i'm teaming up with night eye and then we cut to uh (laughs) shigaraku being like i'm a i'm here to talk about our proposed uh, team up yes (laughs) it's fucking good it's good stop sometimes being good (laughs) Very rarely. <laughs> I just don't understand it. Um, this meeting is not, in essence, like in nuts and bolts, it's not super interesting. Basically, Shigaraki is here to be like, listen, we're not going to work for you, obviously, but we can work together. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to own us, but I think our goals can align. Um, there's no reason for us to keep killing each other. Mm-hmm. When we really should be working for each other. Yeah. Uh, there, There is some, like, threats that get passed to, uh, back and forth. And uh, uh, Shigaraki is like, by the way, the uh, Magne is, uh, is a much more, was a much more pivotal uh, part of my crew than whatever mook I, uh, I killed in yours obviously so um yeah i do not consider us even <laughs> yeah importantly uh because they ha- he's got overhaul has two named henchmen in this room and they both pull like a gun on him mm-hmm. uh or about to attack him and he's like listen i could kill you both but then we'd be uneven again and i really <laughs> don't want to go down this road all the math <laughs> seems like it's going to be difficult <laughs> Uh, and he's put he put I love Shigaraki's characterization in this scene actually the way he's animated they sit down at the table and like Overhaul is obviously being a mob boss so he's like got his steepled fucking fingers he's got mm-hmm. his suit on Shigaraki comes in in his fucking hoodie his jacket 
puts his sneakers up on the glass table and he's like, listen, this is how it's going to fucking go down. <laughs> Just, you can smell the Mountain Dew on it. Uh, he's... Puts his fucking Dorito dusted fingers all over his, the nice leather in here and he's like, listen, we're not, <laughs> I'm not going to work for you. Yeah. Listen, we we have opposing vibes. <laughs> I want I, I I am not going to change my ways for you. Let's get that clear. <laughs> you are uh, you're you're not getting me to dress nice in a suit and tie. I'm not asking you to fucking come to my gamer den. <laughs> like <laughs> we're not yeah, it's not we're not this isn't how it's going to work. Um uh, we do cut to Crab Heaven. Crab Heaven. Crab Heaven. And we meet the best character on the whole show. Oh my god, I'm so glad you love him too. <laughs> this is Fat Gum, and he's my best friend. <laughs> Fat Gum is great. He's... Fat Gum rules. He's awesome. I love him. He's big. And you know what he's all about? Being big. He's he's about being big and being buds and with all the restaurants so he can eat food. Love that for him. Mm-hmm. He's a big guy, big round dude who's wearing a mask for some reason in case you uh, need to keep his identity safe. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a domino mask under a hoodie. I, and that is his getup. I love him. Um... We learn that Karishima, we remember how we were surprised that Karishima, we we're like, oh shit, Karishima got, he got a work study program. That's wild, right? Like he's, what a, what a strange choice. And it turns out that he bullied. <laughs> yeah, he bullied Amajiki into giving him one because he rightly figured out that Amajiki can easily be bullied. <laughs> yes. And you know what? I don't even think he's undeserving. He clearly is based off of this episode and was the only one smart enough to be like, I could just bully him and get it, right? Like, <laughs> I don't actually need to, like, call a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he gets to work with Fagum. Like, fucking W's <laughs> across the board. Everything's coming up, Karishima. Yeah. Um... Uh, Karishima is... He's, like, they're on patrol. Listen... The fact that Fat Gum walks down the street and everybody's like, "Yo, it's my boy Fat Gum. Hey, you coming over here tonight? Like, you gonna eat for at the restaurant?" He's like, "Sorry, I just ate, but I gotta make my rounds tomorrow for sure." Like, this dude's the man around town. Okay, I don't care how minor a hero Fat Gum is on his block, he's king. Yeah, people, the restaurant district loves Fat Gum. They he fucking love that dude. He does. He seems to be doing a pretty damn good job. He, like, patronizes all of the places. He's a good guy. Cop could never. Yeah. You know what we need is a fat gum on every corner. <laughs> uh, but they are together. Um, there is an incident in the street. They're all on patrol. There's an incident of, I guess there's a robbery or, like, a bank robbery or something. But thieves are trying to get away. Mm-hmm. And these are some mooks, right? Yeah. These are some fucking. Yeah, these mooks are. Of, uh, one these... of them's. We're literally wearing a fedora. 
the, these are some no guy uh, no name guys they're just like in a bunch of suits and button downs who cares um <laughs> fatcom uh, catches basically all of almost all of them in one go yeah. like they just run straight into him and he like presses them into his big uh, uh big body and they all just like stick in there they just get gummed up mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, you know what's really interesting though is there's an there's a I don't know how it's translated, but the the goons as they're like running away, they're like, Why you guys gotta sound the alarm? We have to eat too. Mm-hmm. Like hey. what's is this what's do you, you hear that? It's social commentary? What? What? Wait, wait, where does it Come back! You'll scare it. You'll scare it. Don't look right at it. But but hold where does crime come from? What? Why are why are crimes done? Are there societal problems that need to be addressed? Do you think? Oh, uh, sh- sh- action action scenes going on. Oh shit! Oh fuck! I forgot. Um, you need to watch. You need you need to watch Sun Eater, which is a fucking baller name, by the way. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, who uh catch this one guy who slipped away? Um, and he basically is. He's the you are what you eat thing. Yeah. He, can, he eats the food and he can use that to become a- aspects of that thing on his body. So if he ate an octopus, he can have octopus tentacles on his hand. Mm-hmm. Which led to a very funny moment where he got trapped by the octopus tentacles and the hoodlum was like, Who the fuck? Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> he went, Who the fuck is this freak? Like,. <laughs> And then he gets he said, down about he says, it. He the the quote is Yelp's tentacles. Who's this freak? <laughs> like <laughs> fucking got him. <laughs> uh, uh, it's good, and he's got he's got wings and like talons because he ate chicken, and um, and a cl- huge clamshell hand. It's good. This is a good power i like his costume too he's very elfish mm-hmm. he just has elf ears <laughs> yeah i I, di- I like him i don't like his personality i think he needs he needs some confidence he really does yeah. he's fucking like come on <laughs> like i understand being shy or whatever but mm-hmm. you're you're got elf ears and you got big clam hands like you're okay it's all right um which I think is why, like, he's studying under Fatgum, because Fatgum is, like, is an incredibly confident He's the fucking dude. man. Yeah, he's the fucking man around town. Absolutely. Great pairing. Um. um a, everybody, yeah, everybody's saying nice things about him, by the way. He just doesn't like the attention. Mm-hmm. Um. A lackey of this group is in the crowd and is, like, Oh shit, all of my boys got captured. I need to help save them. Luckily, and he pulls out a revolver dart gun. It's so fucking funny, the tonal shift of the tentacles capturing this weird guy. Mm-hmm. The tonal shift from Fat Gum being like, oh yeah, this dude rocks, I love Sun Eater. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to fat gum yelling, everybody get down! He's got a gun. <laughs> it's fucking gave me whiplash, in a good way. Yeah. Um, and he fires his gun at uh 
at Amajiki Sun Eater and uh, there's a sick transition here and Kirishima and uh because of Kirishima's hardening, he doesn't get hit by the dart, but... Well, now, well, now hang on. Yeah? Because he fires he fires this dart gun. Um, as he shoots, we cut back to the Shigaraki. Oh, yes, that's right. Because they're using this conversation as... Um, a refresher. As, yeah, as a refresher and also as exposition for the moment that's about to happen, right? Mm -hmm. They're like... This different conversation, which is mostly a conversation about Shigaraki being like, what the fuck did you hit us with? Like, before yeah. we go into business together, you need to tell me what the fuck this is. Which, interestingly, supports the action that's happening in the A plot. Yeah. It's good. It's good, Lexi. It's good shit. Um, and he, overhaul is like, I have fine-tuned One For All's method. Yes. I have put it into a little vial and that you can shoot at people and I can produce it. I can mass produce this. I, I'm, I'm still doing my testing, but like once this is done, this will, this can like, this would fuck up this society. Yes. It would fucking crumble the society from the, the top down. If the superheroes couldn't do their job. Yeah, and this, and we cut back to the fucking Yahoo on the street who shoots his first. His first one hits um, Sun Eater. Sun mm -hmm. Eater goes down and shoots again, um, but uh, Karishima blocks it. He is too hard to get pierced by the the needle, so mm -hmm. it like crumples. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry, it's so funny. Fat Gum goes like, "Get down, you two. Um, and then Karishima gets shot in the head. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then uh, I guess Fat Gum fucking evaporates because uh, he um, Karishima runs after the goon. Yeah, while while Fat Gum's like, "Gee, is everybody okay?" Like, <laughs> um, but uh. Kirishima like takes chase after uh, after this dude and like chases him into an alley where this dude like almost immediately just like crumples under a single punch and is like I suck so much. I just wanted to protect my bros. I wanted yeah. to be strong with them. This it's like Kirishima's chasing him into an alley and he's like, What are you, a coward? You just left all of your friends there to like get caught? Like you're not even gonna help him? Um and this guy who's like having the worst day of his life, he's freaking out, turns around and activates his quirk, which is like they're like arm knives, right? Yeah. Like, it's like um it's like a glave. Um like he... Batman like Batman gloves spikes, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? He can create ten inch uh not not ten inch, uh ten centimeter blades. Um, uh which, you know, of course, Kirishima blocks like it's nothing. Yeah. Um, and he's like, geez, like, if you could do that, like, like, what the hell? Like, and this guy is like, all I, like, you think I didn't want to help my friends? All I can do, my fucking quirk is that I make tiny blades come out of my arm. Like, what do you mean? 
I, I, what do you like? What do you think? I got box cutters on my arms. But um, he's like, that's why I need to be stronger. And then he uh, like has a vial of something up his sleeve that he takes out and injects into his neck that basically makes him like fucking uh. What was the dude we saw earlier? Moonfish. Moonfish, but from his body, right? Yes. Like, there are the knives. Just <sighs> huge knives jutting out every part of his body. And I, when I say every part, I mean every part. There's a blade coming out of his coming, god dang it eyeball. His eyeball. His eyeball. His teeth are very reminiscent of Moonfish in this. Mm-hmm. In this as well. It is... Well, in, in the moment that he injects himself, he's like, you've basically been handed a great quirk on a silver power platter. Like, you're powerful. I just wanted to be powerful, too. Like, I wanted to be able to do things for myself. Don't act like you know what the fuck I'm going through. You clearly don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is true. Kershman doesn't fucking know about this guy. Yeah. It's true. This dude is trying to, like, hurt people around him, though. Uh, so Kurishima yeah. has to, like, step up and, like, with, uh, he, like, gets cut up by these blades because of, like, how big and sharp they are. And mm. they're, like, cutting past his hardening. Yes. And critically, um, oh, boy. Yeah, the, um... Sorry, the break hits and we we go back to Sun Eater, who's trying to like interrogate the thugs mm-hmm. that they caught and who are not fucking talking. By the way, they are not going to talk to Fat Gum. Shockingly, I would tell Fat Gum everything, <laughs> um, but they're definitely not going to tell Sun Eater. Yeah, um, which is wild. I can't. Don't put. Don't let the villain bully you. You're a yeah. superhero. Come on, tighten up. Yeah, you can't. You can't like crumple at. Uh, yeah, fuck off, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. That's the job. I don't the, know. What do you mean? The 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 dude tells Sun Eater to go pound sand, and he's like, "Oh, I, oh. I guess I will. <laughs> I guess I have no choice but to pound sand." <laughs> uh, but. Uh, we cut back to the situation Karishima is in, and like it's it's looking a bit rough. Yeah, there's civilians, right? That Karishima yeah. has to protect. There's a bunch of people in the alleyway that are like watching this go down, and it's it I like this guy's out of control. Like he's mm-hmm. this is such an interesting concept, right? We you normally have seasons revolve around a big villain. Or mm-hmm. the League of Villains, right? It's yeah. all about if we just punch them hard enough, they go away. Yeah. You know what's a really interesting con- like a concept for a season? There's no villain. The- oh, we can have the villain. Villain's overhaul, obviously. Yeah. He's he's the he's the Yakuza. Um but the real problem is is that he's distributed drugs throughout the city that boost people's quirks abilities. Mm-hmm. that into like a dangerous amount and now anybody can be dangerous yeah all the people that got lame quirks 
that can't be heroes, now they're suddenly a fucking problem in your society because no one took them seriously before, and they're pretty pissed off about that. Hey, wouldn't that be a good concept for a season about the stratification that your quirks inherently put you into society like this? Hmm. Wouldn't that be an interesting commentary, Lexi? <laughs> sure would be. It sure would be. Wow, we did all the legwork. We set that all <laughs> up right here, Lexi. That's crazy. It, it didn't <sighs> even take that long. <laughs> it didn't even take that long. It took one It took one 22-minute episode, Lexi. It took one to do all of that legwork. And you know what? Deku wasn't even the fucking episode. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Deku, De- Deku who? Deku okay? who? Deku fucking who? I don't need that. I don't need to see him. He didn't even need to show up in this fucking episode for us to lay out the groundwork for an interesting season that Deku would have as, like, the concept of Deku as being a power person who essentially was given his powers would be an interesting person to plop in the middle of? Yeah! Like, what What does, what does Deku think about this? Like, this, this is a thing that would not have given him an advantage in the first place if he it had, like, like, since he didn't have a quirk. Yeah, he was this, quirkless. This doesn't do anything for quirkless people. It it just like is another level to like like people with quirk having a more power. Like it uh it's good. Deku it's good. would have been such an interesting person to have in the middle of a city or even nationwide conf- like conflicts around work epidemic of this drug giving people enhanced powers having been get essentially had the same thing happen to him mm-hmm. um god i would have loved to watch that season we're not gonna watch that season but i would have loved to watch that's, that season. that's not the season we're gonna get but we're not gonna get that one um, um anyway this this fight is admittedly cool as fuck yeah um there's a there's a before we get too far there's a detail in here as karishima fights this guy this knife guy we keep getting close-ups on Karishma's eye, which has marks in it that imply that his eyes have also hardened. Yeah. Which is fucking hard as hell. That's cool. It's so cool. Uh, just, like, it, because it seems like his, uh, like, bits of his body become, like, stone when he hardens. And to mm-hmm. know that that is also happening with his eyeballs, that, like, they're becoming, like, marble in there is really cool. It um, is really cool. And then the villain, as he, like, does this, is like, like, this is an equalizer. I'm done living in the shadows of the heroes. You're cocky because you were born like this, uh... But now with you know with this drug, like what the fuck are the the so called good guys gonna do? Fucking nothing. It's mm-hmm. I'm the people of the world right now. Um, and uh, we get an interesting flashback here from Karishima. Yeah, the like he is about to face down another like uh frontal assault from this dude after like his hardening has like not like been up to snuff in the first place. Uh, and, like, we see this interesting conversation he has with the, like, the boys. Uh, yeah, the lads. It's fucking lads night at the dormitory. Uh, it's uh, Tokoyami, Sero, Bakugo, Kurishima, and Kaminari all just, like, hanging out in the living living room. What a, what a good group. (laughs) Great. What a great bunch of guys. We love them. (laughs) Um... 
This is okay, but interestingly, as they having this conversation, I noted a couple of things, which I don't know if it's true in the like in the notes or whatever, but the entire episode, Karishma did not sound like his voice actor mm. that from previous episodes. Next episode, he's back. But this episode, he sounded off to me. Huh. And Bakugo definitely sounded off. That's weird. Bakugo did not sound like himself at all. He sounded like somebody doing his best Bakugo impression. That is... I wonder... Hmm. I don't know if that's true. I didn't look up who was on the voice for this episode. But I kind of wonder if they were like, we're not going to bring Bakugo's voice actor in to say one line. Mm-hmm. Which is shitty, but I can see that happening. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he has this flashback to this conversation he had with, where he's thinking about, like, All Might telling him, like, hey, you're, you've got a pretty good, uh, uh, quirk as is. You don't need to, like, get tricky with it. You can just do a full front, like, a uh, frontal assault. Be uh, a bulldozer. Yeah, be a bulldozer. Uh, and Kirishima was like, it's not that good. It's not really all that strong. I, I feel like I'm lagging behind everyone. And really, he sits there in front of his friends and is like, God, I, f- I feel like I'm, I'm actually mediocre. Like, one day you're going to be pros and I just won't be able to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, deeply honest of him. And Saro is like, Oh, you're fucking whining, bro. Like, shut the fuck up. What do you mean? Stop being a <laughs> stop being a fucking baby and maybe just keep up. Uh, and uh, uh, Bakugo like is actually like serious and honest with him, which I think is like really interesting and cool. A good moment for Bakugo where he's he's like, hey, when we were first getting to know each other, you told me that you were going to be the unwavering horse that you were going to be the last like a last person standing you need to stick by that channel that into your being you gotta be the one like think back to all might's fight be the person who's always standing at the end like that's who you are and you know what hey (laughs) whoever fucking did this episode i refuse to believe it's the normal people that do these episodes because not only did we have a fucking banger episode that sets up really interesting potential conflicts for a whole season of television, but they also slipped in a good dorm moment that I've been wanting with good dorm moment options. And importantly, they show Bakugo being a good friend to Karishima. Yeah. <laughs> like it's fucking I'm fucking winning, okay, over here. The the last line Bakugo says is not falling must mean you're damn strong. That's a your like he's giving Kirishima a compliment. <laughs> like if that's he's saying if that's your vision of like being a good uh, good hero, you've got it. You're you're great. <laughs> that's fucking good. I love it. It's so good, Lexi. What the fuck? And we cut back to Karishima, like, doing a, like, transformation. He's like, this is this is the time to pull it out. Get harder. Become he, harder. He becomes even more, like, in this scene, so well animated, by the way, 
they're fucking knocking it out of the park. They both become more monstrous, both this goon that he's fighting mm-hmm. and Karishima both become more monstrous in this like back and forth that they do. Mm-hmm. He gets rocky as hell. His eyes become diamonds. Like he, one of his eyes like completely blows out of his head. Like, like he's, it's his, fucking good. He's got sharp teeth. Like his lips peel back, so uh, you can't like uh, he. It doesn't like you can see the gums of his mouth, and he's got like these teeth that look like they're just embedded into his head. And fucking good. He's got like rock claws, and he's like, I can only hold this for, uh, for like thirty to forty seconds. But like right now, I'm an immovable wall. It's fucking good. It's fucking Kino shit, Lexi. It's good as hell. There, there's the fucking scene with his one glowing red eye, like after his eye got like chipped off or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking good. And he just, like, charges through this, like, outpour of blades and just, like, hits him in the gut. And he's done. He's fucking down. (laughs) One gut punch and he's fucking down. Uh, Incredible shit. Incredible shit. And then then he has to power down because, you know, he's like, well, I timed that perfect. Yeah. But all the the people watching are like, wow, it's pretty fucking good, huh? Like... (laughs) yeah all all the civilians are popping off like oh this dude rocks we love this dude <laughs> yeah like me if i saw that i'd be like holy shit that fucking ruled i gotta tell all my friends i saw red riot today holy shit mm-hmm. um and they he's you know he goes over there and he's like stop why are you crying like fucking stop it's okay like and Krishna was like, you know what? I can I can relate to this. Like, I understand how you feel. I was feeling, I doubted myself earlier today. And he goes, ah, psych, you fucking loser. And he tries to juke him. He's like, he's like, I got you monologuing, bitch. And then he tries. <laughs> and he, like, does a, does a, like, shoots blades out of his stomach to, like, do a jump over Kirishima, only to get caught by Fatgum, and Fatgum's uh. like, uh, here's a, here's a quick tip for you, uh, you can honestly end a lot of, uh, battles by just demoralizing them a whole bunch, just, <laughs> like, don't, like, get out their will to fight, and they're done. <laughs> While the dude is like wiggling, trying to get out of his, <laughs> out of his big belly. I love Fat Gum. He's not even mean or angry about it. He's just like, "Hey, here's a thing you wouldn't have known. Just break their fucking spirit." Yeah. Because <laughs> if they run away, you lose, right? So mm-hmm. like, don't do that. Just make them, make them quit. Um, we had a really nice moment where all of the civilians that he saved were like hey you fucking rule i i'm an old man and i know my superheroes and that was fucking cool as hell actually yeah uh and they're like what 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 are what's your name and he's like he gives them his superhero name and as he is like doing a like bow of appreciation to like all of this thanks uh we see a very brief flashback of him mm. thinking back to a moment where where we see a huge figure standing above some girls and we see Mina running like running away from Karishima and like towards this scene 
And then we just cut, we're back to like the alleyway. Baby, we're it, getting we're getting more it, Karushima this season, baby. Fucking kills me that I have to watch more of Deku's dumb shit to get more of this sweet, juicy plot. Let let us we want we want to know more about other characters. We want to know more about their past. Don't, don't you dare put an ensemble cast in front of me and tell me that I only get to stick with the main character. <laughs> Why? Who? Who? Who made that decision? Uh Um But we in the aftermath of everything, it looks like uh the the gun that was confiscated broke down. Uh so we don't have a whole bunch of evidence. Um seems... Well we have now we have some because yes. while the the bullet that hit um, Sun Eater broke the one that uh, um, Karishima deflected with his face mm -hmm. um, is intact enough that they can do some tests on it. Yeah. Which is huge because they would have nothing otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of end just with a, with a nice moment of uh, them all standing together and be like, ah, well, we'll Good bet you were all here. You've done a good job today. And then the episode's over. So kind of a weird end. But this episode is good. Yeah. This like, one was, this one, this episode, good. I will actually say it. It's good. It's good. It's good, good, good. I see. I, this show fucking kills me because you get this episode mm -hmm. and then the next episode is garbage <laughs> it's fucking terrible lexi hey, hey do you want to see deku be in a room of a whole bunch of people talking <laughs> hey do you know how this episode did exposition in a really fun way where we cut between two the a and b plot and they kind of supported each other you got the information and it also sort of advanced at where everybody stood on the chessboard, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, what if we didn't do that at all next episode? And it was just all the heroes in a room just doing exposition the whole time. Oh. Too late. We're doing it. Okay. That's the next episode. <laughs> We're going to go to break. <laughs> back from break lexi and we're here with season four episode 69 nice yeah and uh, we, we are we are truly learning of the epic uh, 
success and failure, the highs and lows lows. Um, (laughs) of doing an anime podcast. Yeah, because last episode was a real fucking high, uh, but there's some real lows, Lexi, and season four, episode 69, is uh, titled An Unpleasant Talk, uh, which, you know, normally I would rag on. Um, but uh, you know what? It is what it says on the tin, Lexi. This is an unpleasant talk that we have to watch. Yep. So <laughs> I guess they got me. Uh, pranked. Got you. They fucking got me good. Um, episode opens up with all of our, uh, student heroes that have mm-hmm. learned work program. Except for Tokoyami, who is elsewhere. For- yeah, Tokoyami conveniently not in this arc. They're he's, like, listen, we got only got so many people we can pay to do voices this episode. He's off screen doing stuff that'll be relevant in a later season. I it great. Well, can't yeah. wait for that to be hand waved. Cool. <laughs> Wouldn't it be more interesting to cut to Tokoyami doing some of that interesting stuff? It would be. Wow, that would be fun, huh? And maybe other heroes in the Class 1A could be with Tokoyami, so we'd get fun character moments with them. No? No. We're not going to do any of that? Okay. I guess no. we're going to fucking hang out in a room with Deku. Hey, Holden, not only no, but fuck you. Watch I... all these heroes talk in a boardroom. <laughs> I am so mad. <laughs> I am begging somebody to put... Put us in. Put us in. I I know in my bones that we can do a better job. Uh, why anyway. why is it why is it just a room full of people talking? I don't know. I don't know. Why I don't is know. it like this? I, don't know. I, don't I under know. I under They even try to cheat, Lexi. I wonder if you've noted noticed in the moment how they tried to cheat. Um was it the one cool piece of imagery in the episode no let's let's get there and i'll tell you how they cheated okay um but all of the students realize that instead of they all got called in today mm-hmm. and instead of hey while i have you here and i'm sorry i interrupted myself i had an ADHD. <laughs> why is deku's tie so much fucking shorter than everybody else's <laughs> oh that boy just... like a dork. <laughs> deku deku just doesn't know fashion deku Wear the same tie everybody else has got. You don't have to look like this. <laughs> what is going on with it? I don't know. <laughs> Why is... <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> are you wearing a different tie? Is it an ascot? What are you doing? The girls' ties are even longer than yours. What's going on, man? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Anyway, this he, isn't a mistake, did, by the he, way. Is it, he doing a Benoit Blanc where it's, like, tucked into his shirt? What's going on? No, it's not, because we see it later, and it's just that short. <laughs> There's a close-up of him in the room, and it's just short. Um, I'm so upset by this, I have to move on. Um, they All of the students realized that they were called in today, and they all were told to go to the same place. And, in fact, they meet up with other heroes on the way there and they're like oh shit must be pretty important mm-hmm. um this is the the meeting they got called to a conference which i think is a funny thing to call it but they all got called into a conference um to 
meet with Nidai and his plan to take down uh, the Yakuza gang, mm. which I can't remember the name of. The Shie uh, Hasaikai. The Hasaikai, yes. And everybody's there. All these people are here. We got familiar faces. We got the Dragoon hero, Ryuku. We got Bubble Girl. She's here, obviously. Everybody's got, uh, we got the BMI hero, Fat Gum. <laughs> he's fucking here and he's fucking owning it. Uh, Eraserhead. Eraserhead's here. It's, he's not on the clock, so all the kids, he's the cool teacher. You can call him Eraserhead. Uh, uh, we got Rock Lock or Lock Rock. Um, we got oh in the in the it's just lock lock, I can't lock lock. Right? No that no there that that's that that's a mistranslation. It's it's gotta be rock lock or lock rock. Okay, but and it's got... it's just doing the thing where like Japan like the Japanese uh alphabet doesn't actually have L's. So um, okay okay okay. Uh, we got Kisagiri Man, I guess, and <laughs> Mr. Brave. <laughs> we got uh, some interesting, we got minor heroes, we got big wigs in here. We got um, Centipeter. We got Centipeter, who's cool, I think. <sighs> I get the vibe that he's cool, anyway. I don't know. He looks cool. Um, I yeah. I like him. Yeah. Uh, we are. Oh, here. uh, Gran Torino's here. Oh yeah, Gran Torino. Important, importantly, is here. Yes. Um. Yeah, and this is where where you know everybody passed it some sort of test, or they contributed important information to Night Eye's ongoing quest to take down the Yakuza. Mm-hmm. Um. So they are here to compare notes. And yeah. that's it. That's the whole. That's the episode. That's the episode. Um, Centipeter starts him off. Starts off by talking about how they uh, they caught twice uh, acting as uh, Shigaraki's driver in probably mm-hmm. to that uh, meetup that they did. I like Centipeter. Uh, he's, he's just got a. He's got a centi- a coiled centipede for his head, but he's like in a tuxedo, and I think that's classy. Um, what did his voice sound like in the dub? It's kind of like modulated, like it sounds as though it's being put through a filter, like a bug filter. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah, he has like a a very he has like a high pitched tiny voice in in the sub. It sounds as though it's being filtered through a bug's voice box, but mm. it is it is sort of higher timbre, I would yeah. say. Um, yeah, and people are asking, people, I say people, mm-hmm. Karishima's like, what the fuck does any of that mean? Uh, why are we here? Uh, and everybody's like, shut the fuck up, kid. Like, yeah. this is, shh, 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 centipede guys talking. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to hear you. And Fat Gum, God bless him, is like, oh, of course, you wouldn't know. Uh, here's all the different things that I should have told you. And they're like, oh, Thanks, Fat Gum. And then they go back to their meeting. And we all should have a mentor like Fat Gum. Yeah. Who's like, he, Karishima's like, I don't think we're important enough to be here. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You dudes were the the number one reason we got all this info. You mm-hmm. <laughs> the stars the fucking show right now, guys. Cheer up. Cheer up. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, we do a recap of like all of the recent actions of the Shie Hasaikai. We learn that no, we don't learn that later. God, all of this information mm-hmm. is fed to us so drip, slow. Drip, drip, drip. There's even like information about like the hero forums essentially yeah yeah. hang on yeah when i say that this whole episode is exposition i don't mean about the plot of the season so far i mean they use important time this season to be like oh there's a hero social network where you can text heroes to come pick you up and you're like did this need to be a minute of our time Mm -hmm. who cares there's also a moment where uh uh where fucking lamillion is like Deku, how the fuck do you know Gran Torino? And he's like, oh yeah, I worked under him in, uh, like, what's it? So, and I'm like, why is this interaction on screen? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> oh my god, who cares? We have two, I'm not kidding, two different heroes explain how their quirks work in detail in this meeting. Who, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? I, um, it's like It's like they sat in a room and they hadn't had anybody else look at their script. So they're like, how are people going to know that the suppression drug is different from what, like, Eraserhead can do? Like, isn't that just his quirk? And so mm-hmm. they, like, they went around in circles and they're like, what if g- quirks are genetic? They're obviously genetic because you can be born with them and your parents influence it. What if it's like... What if he does something to the molecules, but this is like, and that doesn't hurt people, but that this bad one hurts people. And everybody's like, yeah, 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 that's good. Write that down. Put mm-hmm. it in the episode. Just literally put that in the episode. Just don't, like... even, don't even just keep it in the lore book. Put that in the episode. People are going to want to know that. Mm-hmm. Also, Lockrock, people keep interrupting the meeting to ask dumb questions. And Lockrock's like, why do we have children in this room right now? Like, can anybody tell me why I'm sitting next to a 14 year old? And everybody's like, everybody's like, ugh, Lockrock, like fucking chill. And he's like, right, actually. Yeah, he's he is right. He's correct. <sighs> they do not. They they like really truly do not need to be here. This is Ooh. this is an episode that is a. a an episode of a meeting that could be an email. Yes. Which is really not how you want your episodes to be described. They walk through at one point, and I'm not kidding, audience. If you haven't been watching along with us, you probably should, but also I don't blame you for skipping this one. Uh, I'm actually not, I'm not going to recommend that. I listen, uh, uh, Dana, I know you're uh, listening to this. Do not feel pressured to watch My Hero Academia. I I know you've said that to me before. Please don't. I just <laughs> feel like I feel like if you watch it, you'd get some of the details we were talking about. Is the only thing. If if you like us, want to know how you could have better written this show, <laughs> then I think there are some interesting things. There are threads that could be pulled on in these episodes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, don't I won't I don't certainly don't blame anybody um, for not watching this because they explain how drug pyramids work, yeah. like in detail. They're like, hey, do you know that they distribute drugs 
and they put it to you know a distributor and then they sell it and then i'm like yes yes i do know that there's a network of how drugs work yeah we we we're we are aware of the concept of how drugs are are manufactured and dis, uh, distributed in uh, in criminal organizations and we get this because they're like explaining this, and Lockhart's like, "Okay, yeah, we all know how fucking drug networks work. Can you explain to us, which was my real question, how this connects to the Yakuza group that we're talking about, which is why we're at the meeting?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, um, they're in here somewhere. <laughs> they're just on the list of people that get drugs or sell drugs. Maybe we're not sure. They're yeah. drug related." Yes. And you're like, "Okay, cool, cool. I'm glad Great. that we got." A detailed expl- explanation of how drug pyramids work. Um, and I think this is the point where we get the information that after analyzing the recovered vial of uh, a quirk-boosting drug, they found out that its contents were human blood. Human blood, yes. Um, and they put the pieces together in this room that overall has a daughter that mm-hmm. they saw mm-hmm. and that had bandaged arms mm-hmm. and they put the pieces together that, uh, they have been taking blood or like bits of his daughter to put into these vials to take away people's quirks. Um, which is, of course, heinous. Um, and uh, finally, we have Deku and uh, Pavilion. What's, uh, what's his What's his name? Uh, uh Vault Boy. Yeah, Lamillion. Um, I don't. Know. I can't remember. I can't remember his name. He's Lamillion to me. I can't. I can't. <laughs> He'll always be Lamillion to me. <laughs> I can't remember his like um, actual name. Right they, now. Yeah, it's... Uh... But, uh, Lockrock's, uh, like, hey, uh, didn't these... Didn't you just say that these two had eyes and, like, who were, like, had the ability to save this girl? Wouldn't... If what we're saying is true, would that not have, like, destroyed their whole scheme here? If we had saved the girl? And if we had saved the of... girl? Um... There's like there's like an interesting theming throughout this episode of like black squiggly lines. It's kind of been prevalent through the season. It's in the it's in the um the ending song, mm-hmm. which I think is supposed to be thematically like animation tied to this little girl who I don't remember her name. Ari. Ari. Um and they as they like have this realization that one the little girl that they didn't save on purpose is being harmed and it's their fault. They didn't save her and they could have crippled a, like a Yakuza operation in one fell swoop. Like, damn. Wow. They really, wow. Remember when I said, I can't believe they're never going to reckon with the fact that they chose not to save a child. Hey, they kind of do here. Hey, what, what was the, what, what the fuck was, um, his reasoning for not doing this like not saving her again because like i feel like if you uh save an abused child they probably have like 
a decent amount of information on what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It was so that they didn't blow their cover. It was so they didn't spook overhaul. Well, that seems pretty flimsy. Yeah. Now. Now. And Lockrock's like, wow, this whole thing could have been avoided if you had just done your fucking jobs and saved a child. And everybody, it's like, the show wants you to think that he's being mean to Deku and mm-hmm. Lemillion, but uh, wrong. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. He's right. He's he's right, and uh, uh, it is swept under the rug but by Night Eye saying, yeah, I'll take responsibility for that one. That's my bad. And, hey, you should be grilled a lot more for this. You should yes. be, like, fucking, like, on your hands and knees, like, apologizing. Nero. This is... It sucks. And the show represents to us how much it sucks by showing us Aerie in the, like, jaws of a giant plague mask. What? It's bad. Now, the show is doing, uh, it's tricking you here. Mm-hmm. Because this could have been, this could, this information is important to get to the characters, right? The fact that Overhaul is harvesting his daughter's blood, harming a child mm-hmm. to get these drugs out onto the street. This is important information that the characters need to get. And correctly, they've identified that um, I think his name is Miro. Is that true? Yeah, Mirio. Mirio. Mirio and Deku need to have an emotional reaction to this because they didn't save a child on purpose. And that child is now not only proving to be hurt, but also at the center of a vast criminal conspiracy, which means they objectively made the wrong decision in not saving that child. Mm-hmm. The show recognizes that all of these things are important. And so it plays like really good, important sounding music behind this moment. And they animate some cool shit happening behind characters to disguise the fact that everyone is sitting in a conference room watching a PowerPoint. <sighs> it is, it's a trick that they're playing on you to make it seem as though it's more important or a cooler framing than it is. It's not. It's terrible framing. But if you had just watched the episode and got caught up in the emotion of the music and the the close-ups on characters, you'd be like, oh, wow. That was kind of powerful. It's not. It's not. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad, it's bad framing. Um... And then, what what is even the next like thing that's talked about? We we get we get told that basically the reason they have a whole bunch of minor heroes here is because everyone's going to they're going to have everyone investigate the all of the different uh, Shie Hasaikai locations that they've that they've found. Um, and everyone's like. That seems like way too much work. <laughs> like, this is, like, why can't, there has to be a better way of all of us, like, like, 
being in different places and like watching different places do we have no clues about which one it is and <laughs> like uh then they spend a whole bunch of time talking about night eyes quirk yes and... this is the second time they do this this episode where they're like why can't you just predict the future a question i wasn't even thinking by the way mm-hmm. and he has to go in detail about how much time and he can only do it once a day see yeah <laughs> like didn't you know i can only do it once a day and you're like okay that's convenient i guess can't um, be- can't can't believe he's got a like uh, <laughs> it's a his quirk is a fucking like level three spell and he's only got one level he's three got spell one slot. slot and it's like and it's like he's like okay but that's still what and by the way lock rock or rock lock is like okay well that's still pretty useful if you can predict his movements for you know an entire day we still could probably make that work uh and he's like i really don't want to because what if i see something bad and everybody's like what what <laughs> he's like i've got a trauma because one time i saw my best friend he, he said he was gonna die i predicted that he's not dead yet but one time i saw that it was going to be ugly and bad, and so I don't like to do. And it. And also, I see it from his point of view, so it would be uh, so like I, I, it was like I died, and what if, what if I see him like kill people, and it'd be like if I did it, and <laughs> and, and Lockrock's like, okay, well, I get that that would be unpleasant, but like, and, don't you think that would be critical information to know if somebody was going to die? We could probably take steps to avoid it. He's like. Oh, I don't really want to, though. Okay, we don't. Guess... We, we don't know if I can prevent deaths at all. <laughs> it's just like, <sighs> like I don't actually know if we can not do it. So if I just didn't know it was happening, that'd be way better for me. And you're like, okay, night. I fucking, I guess, we have to do this in the dumbest, hardest way. Uh, it's it's. <laughs> The only good person in this scene is, again, Fat Gum. Yeah, who because... is like, okay, this is dumb. We should we should just, like, hit these places. We... I can't believe that they paired my sweet, dumb idiot, Karashima, with the biggest idiot, get shit done guy in his fucking neighborhood. They were like, who do we put our dumbest student with? Uh, who's got big himbo energy? And they're like, fat go. Put him with fat go. <laughs> <laughs> the, we, we got the dumb guy who's hard and the dumb guy who's soft. Great combo. Be best friends. And they're all sitting around there like, well, we can't just go get this child. And fat comes like, fuck it. It's a kid. What do you mean we can't go get the kid? I'll bust down every door in the goddamn country. Like, I'll fucking get that kid. And everybody's like, no, it's more complicated than that fat gum. And he's like, it's not, actually. It- He's right. He's right. It isn't. It isn't. That uh, gum once again pointing out, hey, maybe maybe sitting in a conference room is not the best use of our time. Maybe uh, treating this with all the red tape that you've grown used to is bad, actually. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be another interesting thing to explore, Lexi? <laughs> 
if if the fact that this is a boring dumb episode where they all sit in a conference room was a good plot point like why are we wasting time having a conference about this mm-hmm. yeah it would be luckily, wow that... luckily they're like okay we're gonna go with this dumb plan anyway uh and then it's after the conference and all the students are looking sad out in the out in the hallway for some reason it's so fucking stupid because deku's upset that he now to night ice credit night i said well deku wanted to save the kid and muriel let the kid go they both had their reasons and i was like okay but one of those reasons was good and the other one was bad mm-hmm. and one um, of and the, the one that was bad was because you said not to <laughs> yeah <laughs> which which by the way as they're sitting around sad in the hallway deku uh gets approached by a razor head who said who by the way doubles down on that says yeah. i can't trust you not to follow orders like mirio you know how mirio followed orders and that was bad i want you to do more of that and since i can't trust you to do the bad decision i have to let you come on this mission <laughs> Because otherwise, you're going to sneak away and do it yourself. Uh, what, 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 what if the, like, what if the way this arc actually went was, like, Eraserhead being like, well, uh, this, uh, this sucks, I, I, I am, like, keeping you students from doing this, it, it's too dangerous, and Deku is, like, stewing about it, and he's just like, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck this. We, like, they they are going to need our help. We have a whole classmate of really good super uh, heroes. What if we did a strike as well? That's just more uh, manpower. Like, let, let's uh, bring in all of Class 1A to do this. And... So crazy that Eraserhead's takeaway from not saving the girl was... Deku, you need to follow instructions. If <sighs> Deku followed instructions, and look what happened. Yeah. How how can you come out and have this? That's your takeaway. That's what Deku needs to learn in this moment. Deku should be Deku should be fucking breaking down walls right now. He should be punching through like brick buildings because he followed instructions, and now a, a little girl is being hurt. Mm-hmm. And nobody seems to care. And he's still getting shit for it. He's still getting the fucking talk from Eraserhead. Which, by the way, is not inspiring just because Eraserhead has warmed up to you a little bit. Ugh. We even cut to Mirio at the table and his friends are like, hey, cheer up, Mirio. Like, you couldn't have known. And he's sitting there like, I fucking called myself Lemillion and I can't even say one person <laughs> oh my god he and Deku should not be sitting and taking this yeah yep I just what a waste of this character moment um we've just squandered it they just squandered it but luckily um Night Eye thinks that Deku's a lot like All Might. Isn't that cool? Isn't that interesting? 
Don't you just because you framed good? the shot, just because you framed the shot where Night Eye is talking to Gran Torino against the sunset, doesn't make this an interesting observation. <laughs> isn't that isn't that nice though that he he's getting to like Deku? Uh. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's the this end of the tie is so short. It's in this last <laughs> scene, it's flapping in the breeze, it's so short. it's not tucked in because the end lifts up. Why is it like that, Deku? Um That's the that's basically the end of the episode, but there is an incredibly sad scene after the credits. I don't know if you watched it, Holden. I did not watch it. Um know. a a the mook that has been assigned to like watch over Airy, like wakes her up in the middle of the night and is like, hey, uh, I see you haven't played with, with any of the toys I've got yet. That, that sucks. Uh, I'm, I'm, I keep trying to get you stuff. Can't you tell I'm not a scary guy? Why don't you play with the toys? I'm trying to be nice to you. Uh, whatever. <laughs> and he's just like, he goes out into the hallway and he's like, yikes, I'm gonna die if she runs away. So I'm trying to be nice to her. <laughs> Well, he's fucking... Sl okay, I'm looking at it now, and he's, like, slinking around, got a creepy smile. Mm-hmm. Um, and Don't then... Don't wake her up in the middle of the night, maybe? Yeah. And then she is, like, in a fetal position, in her room, like, being, like, the way Deku, like, touched me and, like, interacted with me was so different than literally any other person has ever done before. And she cries about it. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> wow, that's fucking bleak. It's so fucking bleak. That's Ever so bleak. Everything around Eri this season is so fucking bleak. It's Are you awful. okay? Can I help you? <laughs> Oh my god. Her whole body's shaking and she's not even making a sound. What are you doing to this girl? And she starts to cry. Uh. Oh my god. I can't believe... I... We're all over it. This show has a huge pacing problem, Lexi. Mm -hmm. Huge. Massive. Titanic. It's, 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 there are times where you're like, okay, it's just paced funny. This is like, fundamentally, we're not getting the correct story here. Mm -hmm. Like, there is such a breakdown on how to distribute um, exposition that we're having to do this episode to get all that information across. Like that's what that was the best use of your time. Why wasn't this episode about Aerie? Yeah, that's what this episode should have been about. That powerful gut punch. Why did that come after the credits? Are you fucking kidding me? What a joke! <laughs> why would you put that after the credits? That was an incredible scene that should have been in the meat of the episode. Why did that happen after the credits? Uh. Yep. It's. Bad. So much, so much of what they talked about this episode could have been covered in conversations in that bunker 
around Aerie. Mm-hmm. Literally everything, now that I'm thinking about it, actually. Yeah. We just... What are we doing? Like, let's use our time better. You have all the puzzle pieces to make an incredible story. Even if you don't want to pull on some of the threads, the threads that you are pulling on just need to be delivered more, like, smarter. Like, let's think about how we want to put this. And I know you're adapting the manga, right? Like, I know. Yeah. But, Here's like, a, that's, that, we're missing the keyword there, which is adaptation, right? Yes. We're adapting it. Okay? I, don't, I don't care that in the manga, this whole exposition dump is probably, like, a few pages of people talking in a boardroom. Like, you that have... That is not the takeaway. You have a visual medium and that is that moves and like has sound you can you can you can do more with less this is why i i chafe so hard against people that want to see a one-to-one adaptation Mm -hmm. uh, from like a video game to a show or a video game to a movie they like no no yeah that's not what we're doing here we we if we're changing it if we're putting it into a different thing we have to explore the way that we can use that medium to our advantage. And they just don't do that on the show. And it's frustrating because there is a good episode here and you could have gotten all that dumb information across and given us more character time with other people that needed it. Yeah. Yep. All right. That's, and that's what I have to say about that Lexi. Uh, well, that's it for our episodes today. Um, a banger and maybe one of the worst we've ever watched. <laughs> it's wild that this is one of that this is one of the worst and Mineta isn't even in it. He's not even in it. That's how you know that we're like you we did such a fucking lethal nosedive in our uh, on our roller coaster because Mineta not even in this one. <laughs> we got good characters in there and they're still fucking putting us here. So, like, I'm sorry, but I... You fumbled it. Call me. Okay? <laughs> you fucking botched it. I'm sorry you did. That's... it's. I know you did your best with what you had at the time, but fucking... It's, you did it. You couldn't do it. So now it's my turn. Tap, tap, tap us in. Put us in. Yeah, put us in. Put us in, coach. Uh, any... Oh, Holden. That mm. reminds me. Uh, we should we should brush up our resumes. Start, like, submitting uh, pitches. Because we gotta get into the, into the industry quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know why? Uh, why? Netflix has announced... Oh, that's right. I sent you this. <laughs> Netflix has announced the live-action My Hero Academia. Lexi, I can hear how upset you are. But. (laughs) (laughs) The One Piece live-action adaptation was good. Why not this one? What if, what if, it's not too late. People probably have been listening to our podcast. I they can't, probably know. They I probably can't, know. 
I can't do this again. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it it's so interesting. I I know it's going to be bad, um, but I would love to see how they cut around shit like this. It they won't get that far. They won't. They won't get they won't. that far. They'll get two seasons and it'll be canceled. But yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, Holden, where can people yes. find you on the internet? Well, Lexi, people can find me on the internet at Twitter, at not underscore daredevil, and they can go to my graphic design website, uh, which is uh, hdking.myportfolio.com, if they want to check out any of uh, the work that I do. You should. You should, because it's really good. And also, uh, you can see a whole bunch of posters that have my name on them. And I think that's nice. There are a bunch of posters on there with Lexi's name on them. In fact, I think almost all of them. All of them. <laughs> yep, every single one. Um, you can find me on Tumblr and co-host at Hex of Lexi. You can also find the podcast at both those places at Sakugapod. And you can email the podcast at Sakugapod at gmail.com. Um, I would like to thank... We would like to thank Rainbow Lithium for making the portraiture we use in our podcast logo. Um, and we'd like to thank Holden for making that podcast logo. More importantly, we need to thank Lexi for piecing together the nightmare that this episode is going to be in editing. Because good grief is this going to be a rough one. Uh, I am going to be uh, charting brave new paths in my editing knowledge as I... I as I... so sorry. It's not going to be a fun time for you. And I should probably drop off your Christmas present sometime soon so that you can <laughs> you can have that going into the editing process, which will not be fun. Um, while you're doing that, and if you really want to say a personal thank you to Lexi to do that. You can find us on your podcatcher of choice and give us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate that. That helps us get up there in the algorithm. And while you're there, if you want to leave us a comment or send us an email, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, I know that once you do that, of course, you're a good listener. You've already done that. So you're like, hold it, Lexi, what's next for me? Well, now, I know it's cold out. I know it's wintertime, but you get your shoes on, you get a nice winter coat on, a hat maybe, depending on the wind chill, and you go outside. And you go out there and you find somebody maybe in a boardroom. You're like, ah, don't you feel like this should have been delivered better? Like all the information here <laughs> maybe could have been an email. And you're like, oh, that's crazy. I just listened to a podcast where a whole episode of the anime that they're watching could have been an email. And then you'll get to talking. Maybe you can recommend our podcast somewhere in there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's within the realms of possibility. Lexi's that's, really thinking about that, that one, whether or not that, I've overstepped again. No, I think that's good. I like yeah. that one. <laughs> um, yeah. But with all of that being said, I think that we can say we have studied the sakuga we have had a night at a bunch of great fast food stalls with fat gum and we can consider this case closed
Well, not so fast, Lexi. I need to tell you about how our podcast network works in particular. You see, podcasts are distributed by one major supplier, usually from the United States. It comes by boat, and it, our podcast episodes are then distributed to smaller podcast distributors. And they, of course, make their sales, and they keeps going down the chain. By the time that you hear the podcast episode itself, the main user of the podcast, it's probably gone through, you know, 16 different hands at that point. Now, the Yakuza <laughs> are in the mix somewhere, up in there. They've listened to that podcast. I don't know if they're a distributor or a buyer or where they fit in the, the pyramid, but we're going to find out, Lexi. Listener, if you hear ads on this podcast, you're, you've got you've got a Yakuza distributor podcast. Yeah, you've got a Yakuza. We're not seeing a dime of that. Thank you.